2: Did it start? <laughs> <coughs> hi, Karen.
0: Georgia, hi. How are you? Pretty good. How are, And yourself? Thank you. Good. <laughs> <laughs> now, we've never met before. Is that correct? Not in person. This whole podcast has been over the phone, right? <laughs> yep. Um, but now but yeah. you and I are, are legally real? married so you can enter the country i'm so excited to not have to be canadian anymore it's such a disgusting place <laughs> kidding
2: but we have to like we have to fake our mayor our green card marriage to the authorities too that's right so you are gonna have to know a lot about me um who's I my third grade teacher you like what'd you say who's my third grade teacher oh mrs bacon yes <laughs> <laughs>
0: sorry go on uh no, I, let's do more green card testing. I like it. That's a really funny thing. It's like if you, you're you not a true friend, unless you memorize someone else's green card information so that you could pass a green card test. Would you green card marry someone? It uh, depends on the situation. Yeah. If, you, if you're like, you're Cool. I, th- I feel like that's, I did that already. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't even get anything out of it. <laughs> you got some nice china. I really think th- that that china g- has gone untouched and can be negotiated for. Comes in a hutch, full set of gorgeous, totally untouched, yet probably slightly, um, cursed, cursed. wedding china. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think this time around, I'm going to go for actually someone that I like and like who likes me back. Yeah, I think it'll be better. I don't even think love needs to factor into it. I, I like, think <laughs> I could go for just high school
2: crush style enjoyment of another person. Yeah, just I feel like the like this is the mantra: stoked to be around. Like, I don't have to love them; you just have to be stoked
0: to be around them. I mean, what's the difference? That's a, th- a good point. Valid. <laughs> I mean. It's that all works out in the end, right? You just kind of end up with somebody. Yeah. That's how yeah. And try to remain stoked.
2: Yeah. And try to try to be your best Stokeable person for them. <laughs> make sure you increase your stokeability. Yeah. So you're not like resisting it. Don't even increase it. Just like make sure your stokeability is like on an even plane at all times. Like not at all times because you can s- today I fucking lost my shit and cried and was like probably not the stokiest person in the world. Yeah. I don't who would want that all the time to though? be around? Yeah. Plus I look so cute when I cry.
0: <laughs> you really looked great when you answered
2: the door. All mad. Well, my eyes get bright green.
1: Yeah.
0: So do mine. Yeah? I look like um, that one alien lady from Star Trek when I cry. Oh. Where it's like, legit, it legitimately scares people. Because my eyes turn red in one instant. Yeah. And it's I kind of look like Firestarter a little bit. <laughs> also, you light <laughs> fires because you just get so angry. Can I tell you who I'm stoked on right now? Please. This is going to go into, I'm not sure if this is Celebrity Center or... Uh, mm-hmm. our new segment called recommendations. <laughs> Wait, do we call do we call that anything before? Uh, when we talked about TV shows, we like, no, let's just call it check this shit, check this shit. Ben air boom. Uh, the new HBO series, the night of, oh, oh, is so good. So good. And I am so intensely in love oh my God. with Riz Ahmed, who's the lead guy. How is he so cute? It's because his eyes are unnaturally large. And he uses them against you. Yes. Like, he is a trickster. Like, yeah, but he looks so innocent in this and sweet and like. What was he in before this? Sad. He was in Nightcrawler. He was like, assistant in Nightcrawler. And he's been in, um, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He was like in the Centurion movie with Michael Fassbender. Like shit. You're just like, oh yeah, that guy was in that. That one guy. Yes. Like well he was the often guy. plays a Middle Eastern person, so it's that because he's Pakistani. Right. And so like he was in the reluctant fundamentalist, I believe it was called with uh Ray Donovan. Mm. Um you know, it's and he's British. That's the most amazing part. Is he British? Stop it. So it's one, it's one episode and that
2: was like in the and it was like a pre- pre-showing of it. Yeah, like so, it was a like, sneak preview. Right? We don't even get the second episode. And what's Isn't this? it tonight? Someone told me it was tonight. Someone told me that they're showing the actual first episode tonight. So re-showing the one we've already seen. Yeah, which is stupid. So maybe not. I'll watch it. Fuck, it's so good. It's, it's about, like a play. It's like a play. It's, it's about a dude who basically finds, let's say he finds a body. Let's just say.
0: And, well, why explain it?
2: And go watch it.
0: Yeah. Because, because once you get into it, see, like when I saw the previews, I thought I knew what it was. Right. And then once I watched it, I was like, oh, this reminds me of the way The Wire felt. It's a whodunit. Yeah, and John—it's like a Who Done It with John Turturro. What more do you fucking need in your life? But also, all those actors, like that guy that played the one cop with the mustache at the station, is from Angels in America. Like, there's all these Broadway and like very high level, but not like super commercially known actors in there. So it all feels really real. It does
2: feel. I, I like that. So the main cop. Have really it's the procedural shit is interesting because the way they talk him into getting a dna sample from him and then casually say we also need to swab your dick bro yeah was like probably it seemed so realistic it's horrifying it's just horrifying yeah and the- they're like why do you need a lawyer Casualty of it all yeah let's not give
0: too much away all right get into it you, you it's You'll thank us. Get into it. Come back to us. Let us know what you think. Also, keep your eye peeled for Riz Ahmed, who will be uh, one of the stars of the next Star Wars movie. Mm. He's just an up and comer. He's he's a fresh young face (laughs) that will be mine. (laughs) Says Karen
2: Kilgariff. (laughs) Then that's Karen Kilgariff's take. (laughs) That's like that's like the like uh, the the movie review on like Entertainment Tonight. And that's Karen Kilgariff's take. (laughs)
0: Da, 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 That's
2: da. Yeah. that part's over wait,
0: right. didn't you have a recommendation
2: I think that was it wait we have the same one no yes but we were also talking about um, bloodline and how you
0: said it what were you saying about Florida I can't well I couldn't watch it for I I tried to like binge watch it but I started getting high on Florida where I was feeling dizzy. It was all those like beautiful, slightly out of focus shots of the beach. And like when all the Christmas lights go, it looks like the beginning of the fo- focus features title card. Mm-hmm. That's what that whole TV shows like. It's also
2: like, you're, it's like, it's like a hundred and two plus all the humidity. Yes. Uh, you know, and then what's her name? The, the sister. Linda Cardellini. Thank you. Like, I knew you'd know that. Yeah, I'm a fan.
0: Like, her outfits for a lawyer are fuck, (laughs) are you fucking kidding me? Like, you mean like her very skimpy sundress and all? She wears these skimpy as fuck shorts and Mm -hmm. these like platform,
2: like payless. And I'm not talking shit on payless because I fucking wear the shit out of payless shoes, but you can't go into a court of law dressed like that. (laughs) You'd be held in contempt. Girl, that's Florida. Yeah, there. It's a lot. It's and her hair is always so perfect. I know I'm lady shaming right now.
0: Well, it's a TV show,
2: and Kevin is just the most realistic character in all in the whole show. Is that the fuck up brother? That's the fuck up brother.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah, we had one of those in my family. Fuck up brothers. Like no matter what happened when they were coming back into town, it was like oh everybody get ready. That's why I'm scared to have kids. Like what if you have the fuck up kid? Yeah. Oh, speaking of which. uh it's not one in four every I, four people's associate
1: Let's do this. this. is corrections
0: corner. It's corrections corner.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say you had a one in
0: four chance. I was about to repeat my same incorrect right. information. That's what I'm all like right, if you, you don't guys. correct me. And someone I f- believe off of memory was named Clint Page on the Facebook page uh-huh. who said, I don't want to be a correct person, but it is not one in four. <laughs> and then all these other people were like, it is I think they were saying it's twenty five percent. Right. It's like
2: one it's like hey So next week, look for next week's correction corner where we correct <laughs> what we're saying.
1: Right now. It there's
2: they're some there also um so there so one there's one in four people are not psychopaths. It's like one in it's not a percent. I don't know. That's not one in four. It it is not one in four. No, That's and, way too high. That's and, way too low. That's way too high. Yeah. Min- too many. Also, we got a really beautiful um, email just letting us know. So last week I did Kitty uh, Genovese as my uh, favorite murder, and did also you say kidney Genovese, kidney Genovese. <laughs> no, because I was sad because I think she got stabbed in the kidney. No, so Karen, that's Aww, really
0: I didn't insensitive. I miss her. <laughs> um, that she might have. It's probable that she was a lesbian. Yeah, they talk about that in the Crime to Remember episode,
2: right? And it's not you know this real this girl the girl wrote a really beautiful email to us about. How it's like she's not trying to correct us, and it, you know, it's not, it's just a part of it that's like not fair that she didn't get it to be represented and as how she was. And this girl who had to pretend to be her roommate, you know, actually had a huge loss of her partner, yeah, and how sad that was. And you know, now we're in a time when we can, we can say that she was a lesbian and not, it not be like somehow taint the tragedy of what happened.
0: Well, in that episode of Crime to Remember, they talk about their, their gay relationship as being also why people weren't calling the cops. Because they oh, said there were other knew. gay people in that building that <gasps> knew like you don't involve the cops no matter what. Whoa. That was part of the element. But when you were talking about it, because it was from the brother's perspective. Yeah. I wasn't gonna be like, well and also this, because it's like if it wasn't in the movie or if he didn't talk about it, maybe they didn't well, want to Well here's the thing.
2: I didn't finish it because my fucking computer wouldn't upload it. So that could be the whole second part of the goddamn shit. Oh, right, okay. Show. Okay. That's yeah.
0: Uh, well, if everybody gets I mean, that's awesome that somebody wrote in if you get a chance, the, the, a crime to remember episode about it is, is really good too. Um, we always close what they were the ones that, that thought that that guy did not do it that got caught. Right. There was a neighbor. Yeah.
2: Um, we, we always close correction corner, which we've never done before with saying (laughs) if you're getting
0: your facts from here. Like look look somewhere else, bro. <laughs> right? We are we like to discuss concepts more than facts. Yes, and fantasies also. Y- yes, more than facts. Like there's a reason that this podcast is uh, categorized
2: as comedy. And yeah, a very a pretty good reason. Yeah,
0: it's not drama. We're fucking hilarious. It's not, not <laughs> fact based. <laughs> we do our best, but there's so much talking that it's very easy right. to. Oh, hey, guess what stage. I did? What? Guess what I didn't
2: fit a fucking. Manic episode last night. What started an Instagram account? Oh, nice! I Um, saw you tweet that, right? Yeah, my favorite murder Instagram account. And what are you putting on there? All our arts. I think all yeah, all the arts and crafts and all the like. I just love all the like uh, the inspirational quotes of every episode that are made by Shez Amanda. She does an incredible job of just like finding the stupidest quotes we put and like making them into like
0: these like. Great posters. Ins- inspirational looking posters, <laughs> but it's things like I hope we don't get stabbed. Right. Like, to, like don't a be bride fucking a fucking
2: lunatic. <laughs> it's, it's very good. So there's a lot of art that people are making that I'm posting. And um... Wait, are you
0: talking about the memes or are you talking about that girl that does like hand lettering? Both. Oh, okay. I put them both up. Got it. So I'm just going to post. I'm going to post things and stuff related to the podcast. That's good. We can also do pictures like remember that time that I did that there was that terrible man... Oh, he was one of the... He was in the story about the babysitter killer. Oh, and yeah. And he had the craziest, scariest-looking mugshot of all time. Go to Instagram to see his photo. Yeah. Um, I think you're first this week. Oh, okay. <clears throat> right, as, right as you got perfectly comfortable. I'm so comfortable just now. I waited till you adjusted <sighs> that pillow. All
2: right. So, I didn't know that I have... I have a hometown murder, but it took place, um, 15 years after I moved away from my hometown. Mm. So is it technically my hometown? Yeah. If that's where you're from. So we got this really great email from this dude who was like, I've heard you mention you're from Irvine and that you worked in the Woodbridge Village Center at this place where I could have been killed. Um... And we're like, I just want you to know, we're redoing it. And if you come and like visit it, I'll take you to the parking, the parking garage where Christopher Dorner's killing spree started. Whoa. And I was, and he's like, which I'm sure you know about. And I was like, wait, what? Do you know about this? I know about Christopher Dorner. So I do too. But, and this happened in 2013, which is like not that long ago, which seems like, it seems like so much longer ago. And I didn't realize it started in Irvine. I didn't either. Yeah. So in February 2013, Christopher Dorner, who was 33, started his killing spree that lasted, I think, two days, a couple days, a few days, like a week. <laughs> what is life? <laughs> So he grew up in Southern California. He was a former United States Navy Reserve officer. He was deployed to Bahrain. Um, he was discharged from the Navy in t- 2013. I think it's Bahrain. Bahrain. Fuck. I just, uh, that's a
0: guess though. I could like, also be wrong.
2: As I was saying it, I was like, I'm not going to be like a Fox News correspondent who says <laughs> everything wrong. And so I like said it wrong. <laughs> God. Sorry. No, don't sorry. Me, sorry. Okay. So after his tour in Iraq, it's Iraq, right? <laughs> <laughs> or is it Iraq? <laughs> I'd pull that A out way longer. Iraq. 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 He goes to Los Angeles. He... he goes back to the police department in twenty seven in two thousand seven. He's paired with a training officer named Teresa Evans to complete his probationary training. In two thousand and eight, he files a report against her. Oh. Um that she used excessive force in her treatment of a suspect who was a schizophrenic with severe dementia. And he says that Evans uh twice kicked this suspect in the face while he was handcuffed and lying on the ground oh no sound effects by my fucking psychotic child (laughs) neighbor do you hear that yep out of his mind screams all the time and laughing loud laughing from a child is upsetting i think he's crazy like i feel bad for them i think yeah he sounds pretty insane so so after he files this report Dorner gets fired from the LAPD in 2008 for making false statements. Uh-oh. They were like you're fucking lying basically. Um and his attorney at the hearing is Randall Kwan, Q U A N, and he's like defending Dorner saying that he was unf- he was treated unfairly and he's being made a scapegoat basically, you know, saying the police department didn't want to admit that she used excessive force so they fired him instead.
0: Wow. Cause you're not, basically, you're not allowed to rat out your fellow officer. That's what it seems like Dorner assumed. So
2: he tries to get his job back, but the LAPD's Board of Rights rejected his appeal. Um, he took his case to court with Randall Kwan as his attorney and a judge ruled against it in October 2011. Mm. So Dorner's like basically snaps at this point. So the, the murders start weirdly enough. With the murder of this Randall Kwan's daughter and her fiance in Irvine in a parking structure, which I was just looking up and I'm pretty sure it's where my dad's apartment was. No. Yeah. Which is across... Like they lived in the same place? Yeah, I think so. So I think it happened across the street from where I grew up. Wow. Where my dad lived. Because I don't even know. Um... So February 3rd, 2013, he just fucking goes up to them. They're in their car in a parking garage and shoots them. And like, I remember that coming out in the news and it and finding out who the father was and being like, oh, shit, this is like you could tell it was a, re- a revenge killing immediately. And it's just such a fucking huge bummer that this girl and her 27 year old fiance um, named Keith Lawrence just got shot to death because this guy went crazy. So immediately you have no sympathy for this dude.
0: So this is his public defender that he basically, or maybe not public defender, but this is his lawyer for that case Yeah. who they lost the case and he didn't get his job back. Yeah. And so he went and killed that, yeah. that lawyer's daughter and fiance.
2: And he had this crazy manifesto basic, basically saying, um, basically saying that he didn't fight hard enough He says your lack of ethics and conspiring to wrong a just individual are over suppressing the truth will lead to deadly consequences for you and your family. There will be an element of surprise where you work, live, eat and sleep. Mm. Look, look your wives slash husbands and surviving children directly in the face and tell them the truth as to why your children are dead. Because you killed them. Just I mean, and the don't. Kill the judge, not the fucking lawyer's family. I'm sorry, right? Someone's gonna. Uh, ha- we don't have to pick. Okay, you're right. <laughs> you know what? Don't kill anyone. A. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that's B. the option. All right, right. <laughs> kill the judge. <laughs> I'm gonna get hate. <laughs> send your send messages. Look, you were just Garrett? trying to solve
0: the problem, which would be don't kill the family. <laughs> right. But yeah, right. So
2: Monica Kwan and Keith Lawrence fucking shot to death um so he has this crazy manifesto he wants to seek revenge and he just like writes this insane uh, i will bring unconventional unconventional and asymmetrical warfare to those in the lapd uniform whether on or off duty like Uh this motherfucker is like he's on one he's targeting a large group of people rather than you know individuals which is terrifying um, he says he was terminated after he reported excess force um, and his, and his attacks are retribution for his termination as well as cultural racism and violence that continues within the department. So while well, search, so suddenly this huge man is on for Dorner police shoot two. So police suddenly just start shooting people because yes, they're freaking the fuck out. Yeah. So there's a truck that, that, the cops thought was his truck. They shot the shit out of it. Yeah. That's those were the two women delivering the newspaper. Yeah. And they just started shooting a truck. Yeah. And if you, there's photos online of like how many fucking shots are in this truck. <sighs> they also shot another pickup truck matching this description of like a dude who was like on his way to go surfing in fucking Orange County or like. And they shot it up. They shot the shit out of this truck. Both. All, everyone lived. But they also sued the shit out of. You yeah. Know. Yeah. They did. Yeah. Yeah but at the same time i i'm I'm pissed about that, but i'm also like how terrifying
0: i mean wh- which is which is better well i mean this is the kind of the crux of everything that's happening right now but yeah it's, it's like scary. If it, it is a high pressure job, it is a scary job, and it's the kind of job where you have to be able to handle, handle yourself with a gun right so if you think that it, Basically, you can't start shooting vehicles because you think your suspect is inside. No, that's not the way you're allowed to apprehend people. And
2: the other thing, too, is like as a police officer, there's there's an amount of danger involved with your job that you sign up for. Yeah. So you approaching the vehicle and IDing the suspect and possibly getting killed by doing that is what's supposed to happen. Not the possibility of civilians getting killed.
0: Right? Yes. And I mean, and that's why there's procedures so that when you approach that vehicle, you're calling in. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, did they yell, put your hands outside of the vehicle? And those right. two, wi- two women, they didn't get close enough to see it was two women. They didn't get close enough to see that they didn't speak English. I don't yeah. know what the problem was. I don't know the details about it, but like, it doesn't make sense that you just.
2: It was also a large, he- Jorner was a large black man mm-hmm. and he, they shot up two women and like a white guy who was a surfer. Yeah. So like cl- clearly Panic. they weren't yeah, they weren't doing enough um research into this.
1: blah blah blah. So Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant like perfectly scrambled eggs?
2: Oh my god, yes,
1: Karen, and then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient MadeInCookware.com. That's
2: M-A-D-E-I-N Cookware.com. Goodbye. Goodbye. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. They find his truck abandoned and burning near Big Bear. And I remember this. At this point, I was like, fuck, thank God he's not in Los Angeles. Like, I totally didn't leave the house. Yeah. Um, and then two of Riverside's officers were shot in an ambush. One died. The other one was taken to the hospital. And then they believe he, they, they believe he just drove up to the vehicle at a stoplight and fired with a rifle at these Ugh. two dudes. Uh, 34-year-old Michael Crane, who was on the fucking Riverside force for 11 years, died. They searched at least 400 homes in the area. Terrifying. Do you think they found anything in certain people's houses? They were like, we'll be back for this. Yeah.
0: Your <laughs> like, weird sex swing in the yeah. corner. This meth lab? We'll be back for oh, this. Oh, yeah. Right now? Today's your lucky day. Yeah. It felt like. We're watching But you. we'll be back. Tomorrow will be your unlucky day. Right, right, right,
2: right. Um, so the, the Manhattan enters its second week. So it was two weeks. Um And then... Karen and James Reynolds are cleaning out their Big Bear cabin that they owned and rented out not far from the command center when they were confronted by Dorner, who had been living there for a couple days. (gasps) Oh, so he broke into their empty Big Bear cabin. Yeah, I also want to talk to Karen and James about why they're cleaning out their cabin at a time when there's a massive manhunt for like...
0: Oh, that's not going to affect us. We'll just go up there and grab that wood bear toilet paper dispenser. You
2: know, my aunt
0: Susie's coming up for the weekend and you know how she gets
2: about dust bunnies.
0: Ha- why are they why are they southern? It's fun. That's how people know we've gone into a lit, oh, okay, okay. which is our newest segment, seamlit.
2: lit. So Karen and James, but they're kind of badasses because they were tied up in blindfold blindfolded he took the keys to their maroon nissan rouge didn't know that
0: was a car i I don't think it is anymore it probably isn't (laughs) because of this discontinued but
2: he he kind of was like he he said to them like i don't want to kill you fuckers like (laughs) he he wasn't trying to kill civilians except for the lawyers i think he thought no he had his kill lists he wasn't just going berserk yeah okay he didn't want to kill this dude this this couple, he just had, you know, he could have shot them and everyone and like taken whatever he wanted and lived there. He could have shot them and stayed there and he didn't. Right. Not defending him. Just saying. Yeah. So they used their teeth and a knife. They knocked off a nearby table to remove the pillowcases from their heads and zip ties from their wrists and then called 911. Oh, Fuck, shit. dude.
0: Karen. And who, what's her husband's name? Richard? Georgia.
2: <gasps> that does. So,
0: we're the heroes.
2: Karen and James Reynolds. Uh, so these, I mean, who escapes escaped zip ties on the rag? It's Ryan Reynolds' parents. That's why they're so awesome. Right. So let's see here. Okay. <laughs> they spotted him driving. Wait, sorry,
0: this was in what season is it? Is is there snow up there? Oh, was it summertime? This is
2: December, right? What did I say? October, sorry. Karen. I'm mean you're really sorry. I'm trying to paint a, p- a mental picture in my quiz, mind. Your quizzes every week. <laughs> you quiz me. On
0: that. Now, what season yeah. was it?
2: What was he wearing underneath his coat? So this started in February. So, so there was probably snow. Midish February. Yes, it was probably cold. Okay. Why? Because I love Big Bear. It's fun. <laughs>
0: have you ever gone like inner tubing up there? No, it's but I need to. The
2: best. You mean like uh, when you
0: s- like hang out in an inner tube and drink beer and wander around the? Or like? When well, you that s- would be on a river. Okay, is what you're thinking of, yeah. right? That's summertime. Okay. But in the wintertime in Big Bear, yeah. they have s- mountains just off the side of the road, and you can rent inner tubes, yes. and then you go up a little like cloth escalator up the side of the snowy mountain get up on the top there's like a teen there with a whistle or whatever Yeah. and then you just go down and it is the most fun if you're following our Instagram account you will see a photo of
2: me at five years old in <gasps> an inner tube and big bear
0: Yes, on. going down the snowy
2: hill uh-huh. Nice My dad lived in Lake Arrowhead for a hot minute Do you have a photo? Let's post our fucking tubing photos
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's give the people what they want Instagram Inner tubing photos Murder and tubing I might just put up a picture uh, Just a picture of an inner tube And just a celebration of inner tubes They really Summer, winter, fall What a great vehicle for fun tubes. The inner tube Tubes, tube. tubes. Tubing uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, no, don't
2: never be. Oh wait, where was I? Da da da. Karen
0: and Richard have just escaped from the clutches of. Oh
2: my god! Then they find a purple car. Cause how many purple Nissans are there on the roads? Probably not a lot. <laughs> purple Nissan Rouge. I feel like that was his. Besides killing people, his biggest mistake. Yeah, don't get into
0: a purple car. Don't get into a purple car. What are you fucking Guy Fieri? Get out of that car. <laughs> No, this is not the time to floss yeah this is not the time to be quirky
2: Mm-mm. in your car escapism means a beige or white car
0: what that's ca- that's exactly right right how about a nice gold uh corolla no one will ever look at you gold that's a yeah you flashy. well not like bright gold but you know like a kind of muted <laughs> a muted gold <laughs> a
2: bronze muted tones a bronze. bronze but you know what a light blue the car i drive so boring yes that's right light blue i hate it it's
1: <laughs> i
2: want a car that like i walk into a parking garage such as the one that these poor people got killed in yeah and i'm gonna be like
0: that's my orange car over there you do want that yes you do want an orange car yes okay i really want an orange car um what can you give me an example of an orange car there's a lot of honda fits that are orange oh yes right it's, it's would you say it's a little more copper than like say a clown it's a burnt orange great and i love it that's what i'm looking for is God. not clown orange good okay can i go on <laughs> nope. also do you, well, how do you feel about dark blue <laughs>
2: electric blue i'm cool with okay cool cool cool, blue. cool 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 cool
0: cool 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 cool
2: cool elvis you cool oh cool okay uh, let's see. They find, they spot his car. He's tailing two school buses for cover. So a purple car is tailing two school buses. Come you on. mean like to hide behind them? Yeah, like to just be like, I'm inconspicuous. Oh, yeah, no. Don't do that. Mm-mm. Gun battle ensues. Um, he crashes and, cr- and he runs and quickly hijacks carjacks a pickup truck again saying to the dude i don't want to kill you get the fuck out of the car like not gonna kill yeah. innocent civilians nice. or like un not innocent but uninvolved, involved civilians yeah.
0: goes to a <laughs> How do you say not innocent are you just worried that maybe i'm saying guy, i'm not the saying that a douche?
2: i'm just saying that those people are are innocent Oh yeah, yeah. The people they're like like not involved. Yeah, but yeah. they're not involved. So I don't say they're not innocent. <laughs> they're innocent too. Got it. Um, da da da. This dude Collins shows up at the at the Big Bear cabin where um he's at. The first there, want to know where he gets shot? Wait, wait, wait. Who's Collins? Collins is this cop, this uh, San Bernardino police officer deputy who gets to the cabin where Doran has run into after his he crashes his pickup truck. Okay, got it. He makes his final stand here. We're coming to a close, don't worry people who aren't into killing sprees, <laughs> which I understand. Um Gun Drawn, he gets from the cabin, he's shot but he does he lives, so don't worry about it. Yeah. Beneath his left nostril Oh shattered his teeth and exits slightly below his jaw. This is the Collins, the, the Poor new guy or Collins, don't... dude. Oh, shit. Who made the joke later that he looks better now than he did before. Oh. Like, he's a sweet
0: baby angel. God bless him. I mean, and he survived. I wouldn't hate getting my teeth shattered out in brand new ones. I'll just say that. Karen! I'm just saying. There's always a positive. No. hmm I'd like him kicked out. <laughs> just kidding. So you're going to come with me to my
2: P.O. box or what?
0: That's how we'll do it. All of our dreams are going to come true. Oh my! God. I'll keep you from getting killed by putting my teeth in front of whatever the oh weapon God. is. She threw her teeth in front of the bullet. She gave up those slant upward slanty Irish teeth as if they were nothing. <laughs> Your teeth are fine, Mm-mm.
2: says the girl with Invisalign. <laughs> Invisalign. It, that sounds like a Madeline book. Yes. All right. Shot again, mother, the fucking Collins shot again below his left knee, that's gotta hurt, and in his left arm.
0: In his face and knee and arm.
2: Which this guy this guy uh, Dorner was a um, sharpshooter from the Navy oh, so no. maybe he didn't I mean you get shot in the fucking face you're trying to kill someone you're trying
0: to kill someone that's yeah, a headshot that's a headshot you can't really talk your way out of that no also you made that list of people you were going to kill yeah in and manifesto. this manifesto or
2: like this guy who, like lives in San Bernardino probably with like his sweet kids and like wife whatever ex-wife I don't know and now he's okay to the point where he can make jokes about it. That's what it seems... That's what the news says. Great. What the news... That's all I need to know. Somet- okay. Yes. So, yes. Good. So, police toss smoke devices into the cabin. The cabin catches fire and burn for hours. And he was inside? Yeah. The sheriff, they said they found charred human remains among the ashes. So, do we even know if it's his body? And also, people said that um, he, ha- he had a gunshot in his head, but we don't know that. I don't know if that's... A sh- so, he killed himself and then the cabin burned down? No, I think he probably was dying from smoke. And then, I don't know. And then shot himself? You know, I stopped
0: investigating at this point. <laughs> Karen, sorry. 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 Well, I just remember the <laughs> story. Dead. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, they have him surrounded. They had him surrounded for a while. Then it was like, we're going in. Every, and then and it was like, he's dead. It's over. I was watching this shit
2: probably at a bar. Yes. You know, like, this was a big news story here in L.A. It we, really was. We, I think L.A., we hate our car, uh, what are they called? Car chases. Car jackers? No, we, oh. we, as people who live in L.A. for a long time, are sick of, uh, the news being like, uh, car chases. They're fucking egregious and stupid and obnoxious. I only saw one recently that ended amazingly where this, this woman is like making all these crazy, no, 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 this person is making all these crazy turns. I just gave it away. Yeah. And she like finally stops gets out of her car, hands up. It's a woman. Everyone in the public house that I'm in cheer because they're stoked that it's a chick. <laughs> and she starts walking towards them with her hands up, then fucking makes a bolting beeline to the cop car to steal the cop car and go away. <gasps> <No laughs> and way. everyone in the bar like is fucking cheering for her <laughs> and she gets caught. But it was like the sweetest move. That's amazing. Yeah, it was great.
0: What but, drugs do you think she was on?
2: All of them. Okay. Yeah. At least... Um, what's the one they always told you not to do? Can, angel like, dust? Yep.
0: Yeah. <sighs> That's the one where you lift the cop car over your head. Let's...
2: How about our Paris... Or uh, what's not? What's it called? Our... Um, Instagram? No, the one you make money off of. Uh, on social media? The um, PayPal. Pay, no. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Patreon. Patreon. Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> how about Patreon? We do angel dust. And <laughs> just see what happens. <laughs> it's just a video of us doing angel dust. Yep.
0: Like Like, yes. kids... Here's what happens. I'm putting this on the to-do list. We're <laughs> going to really get
2: dusted. <laughs> all right.
0: And uh, I'm finishing this up. I'm so
2: sorry. But, but here's the crazy thing is the police, Los Angeles police announced the department reopened the investigation into his case that led to his termination after he was dead. What? And Chief Beck said, I do not appease a murderer. I do it to reassure the public that their police department is transparent and fair in all things we do. Wow. I know. When that happened recently? Uh, this happened on Google.
0: <laughs> Why
2: have I asked you one question?
0: <laughs> I feel very bad. <laughs> Should I be embarrassed? No. <laughs> Not at all. Um, I just meant like, was it a, uh. I know what you mean. I get, here's my thing. Yeah. Every, it seems like every day we spend, every other police department in the world looks terrible. Yeah. And slowly but surely, LAPD doesn't seem so bad. <laughs> they really don't. These days. These days they don't. Uh, if you watch the, uh, the Simpsons 30 by 30. They don't look so good. They don't. And that's why I feel like they're trying to be like, sorry about that one. <sighs> but I mean, something like that, where it would be worst case scenario if it was like, what if he was right the whole time? Yeah. That's nightmarish. Well,
2: some people get fired and don't go fucking no. Nuts. But guess what? They don't get talked about on My Favorite Murder, do they?
0: That's right. <laughs> Uh, well, also, the fact that there's a, probably if, at least a 50 to 50 chance he had PTSD from being. Absolutely. You know, from like being was, in Bahrain.
2: <laughs> Where is it? Bahrain. Bahrain? Bahrain. He probably had PTSD. His neighbors <coughs> said that. He was a member of an, of an admired, well-liked family who usually kept to themselves. That's always a bad sign. Don't keep to yourselves, you guys. Put it out there on the porch. He was divorced in 2007, no kids. So he probably lost his mind. And then you lose this job that you've been working towards since high school when you, when you went into the Navy.
0: Yeah. That's your, probably your identity. Yeah. It's like what and like, he was probably correct in her using excessive force. And he was probably correct in the internal racism which we all know is a very real fact that all police departments aren't allowed to acknowledge. Like this guy would have gotten his day of
2: celebrating if he just hadn't gone on a killing spree. Like I feel like by now he would have been like
0: uh but I, I but you know they well I wonder that'd be really interesting to yeah. know if like if it goes back that if it reverses itself, but the problem is like he was one of those people where he couldn't handle the shame. Oh, like yeah. he was basically publicly shamed and had his identity taken away. And then it's like those there are people who if you if you do that to them, they have to retaliate. Yeah, and like if, they I guess can't sit with it.
2: He he reported this crime in two thousand and eight. It happened in two thousand and seven. He got a divorce in two thousand and seven. So it's just like. He's in a world of pain. Yeah. So I did. So I, of course, went to Reddit because I'm like, what do they have to say? It's always something good. So Doc Gray, (laughs) 187000, as I read that, I'm like, he might be not 187. He says his manifesto sounded so plausible. I don't want people killed. Uh... Or otherwise, but it is understood that sometimes humans have to kill humans, isn't it? Cops carry guns, soldiers carry guns, the only question is justification, right? So if the government and their guard dogs are thoroughly corrupt, as Donner ass- asserted, they, and use unnecessarily deadly force, have callous disregard for human life, and are in a mutual protection agreement with prosecutors, what are good people supposed to do? Yeah. And he says, do you know how Dorner was caught? He carjacked a dude on a secluded road and told him, I don't want to hurt you, and then let him go. And that dude turned him in. He also commandeered that cabin, but let the residents live. Um, contrast with the innocent civilians the LAPD hurt and their quest to get Dorner and his gruesome death. Who am I supposed to root for?
0: Well... That's a, it's not a binary thing. It's not, you don't root for anybody because here's the thing. Those cops didn't want to kill anybody, but they were reacting. They are the ones being hunted. And maybe they weren't trained well enough to know what to do in a situation like that. It immediately just makes me go, the night the night that they investigated the John Bonet murder, they sent the two newest cops over because it was Christmas. It's that kind of thing.
2: Before we get hate mail, I want to assure everyone that... I don't hate cops. I think they're fucking. I I think the majority are working their asses off to be good people and have you know the best interest of. And it's a hard job, and you're putting your life on the line. You just only hear about the bad ones. Well, but and
0: but the problem is, I heard a DJ talking about this. I tweeted about it. A DJ. He was just saying there's never any. they just never cop to anything. And you can't do that when you're shooting people yeah. dead in cars. When when you have people who are shooting people in the back or strangling them on video, you can't continually be like, they're innocent. Right, they're innocent. That's right. when you're built if you if you're never being a stand up, you know, And and never, you know, these are obviously getting, if you're not getting punished by the higher ups and saying that they did this thing wrong, that means that there's no accounting for the behavior. And it's acceptable. Yeah. That's a huge fucking problem. And if it's the same people, but getting targeted all the time. I mean, this snares you right into the Christopher Dorner story snares you into everything that's happening right now. I know. In our culture. I know. Yeah. That'd be horrifying. If it, if he was completely innocent and then just basically snapped as as opposed to the story that was built in the media is kind of like, Oh, here's this crazy guy that like tried to lie about somebody else. And, you know, they had, they had him like vilified from the beginning. Yeah. Well, I just touched probably a ton of nerves of
2: listeners. So go to my PO box and let me know what you think. I feel like people listen to
0: this to get nerves touched. I mean, that's the whole idea. By the way, I also checked out my PO box number. Yeah, if you can't live with it, why do it? I can't do it. Yeah. I'd rather not have presents
2: <laughs> from listeners. <laughs> I think it's fine. Uh, so yeah, that's my favorite murder this Irvine. Irvine. Karen. Um, how was that? Was that
1: okay? Yeah. Yeah. murder and here's the important note that promo code is all lowercase so go to shopify.com slash
2: murder and take your retail business to the next level that's shopify.com slash murder
1: again don't forget the code is all lowercase goodbye uh
0: your mine turn. happened in the same year oh my god there's a lot of similarities, which is super weird. Interesting. Um and this is a murder story that I had two different separate non people that don't know each other friends of mine ask if I had done the story yet. Ooh. It's the Cheshire Murder. Ooh. Um and uh You've probably seen a twenty twenty or a nightline about it. It was super famous. It happened around the same time as the Oklahoma bombings, but it was more uh talked about in the news more consistently because it was that really infamous um Connecticut uh home invasion story that's a nightmare. Home invasion from start to finish. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. And also, it's just, this is just sinister and creepy because Cheshire, Connecticut. So there's a documentary on HBO called the Cheshire Murders. I highly recommend. Uh, I watched that this morning and, um, it will tell you the entire story, but it's very hard because it's all the relatives. So it's oh. just like everybody right there on camera talking about how it feels. Oh. And it's incredibly rough because this is, this is a, um, you know, This is a multiple rape murder situation on a family who live in one of those towns where when they show all the shots, it's like all the A-frame houses Mm -hmm. with the lawns. There's no fences between Mm -hmm. any of the yards. And the area these people lived in was pretty upscale. So basically what happened is on the night of July 22nd, at seven thirty at night, Jennifer Huck Pettit went to the Stop and Shop with her eleven year year old daughter, <clears throat> uh, Michaela, and they're they're just shopping for groceries. And they're spotted by a recent parolee named Joshua, Uh, is basically how you pronounce that last name. <laughs> They, they said it in the in this documentary probably 30 times. Right. And every time I'd say it along with them or repeat it after I heard it, uh-huh. and I still... It's Commissar Yevsky. Okay. Or Commissar Jeffsky. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, so this guy's watching them in the grocery store. Uh... A very, I might as well just get to this part now. A very upsetting part in this documentary is this guy who is in his like mid to late 20s. I want to say 27, but I can't, I can't see it on my paper, but, um, he had a girlfriend like in the years prior and the father of that girl he, that this guy dated, Talks on camera about how they said that they thought they wanted to get married. And the father said, I have two problems with that. You're a career criminal and you're a pedophile. <gasps> and he's like, and my daughter looks and acts a lot younger than she is. And so this girl who is the same age as him is on camera and she completely, if you, if you said she's 16 or 15, you'd be like, sure. And she was like in her mid twenties. Holy shit. So it's, um, there was some part that got confusing where it was like he also tried to date her younger sister and it was a thing. Mm-hmm. So this guy, and of course it turns out that later in the documentary, uh, it turns out that he was molested as a child, very young, terribly, Ugh. and for most of his life. So oh, he had, shit. he was adopted. This father that they show a couple pictures of is one of the most disturbing looking individuals, like always right behind him, kind of creepy. Oh my, how did I not see this documentary? It's pretty good. I mean, the thing is, by the time you get to the part where they're talking about what life was like for these two dudes that did this home invasion, you're like, oh, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. These are monsters. I don't care. Because that happens to a lot of people. Not a lot, hopefully, but and they don't become monsters. Exactly. The only thing, though, is it is interesting because when something like this happens over and over, people go. Who could do this? Who, how do you do something? Like, I don't understand. How could you do this? How could you do this? And most people just go from that question to kill them. Just kill mm. them. Don't, why even give them a trial? It's that mentality, uh-huh. which we all, cause it's so hard to comprehend. It's just like this compounded abuse that's just
2: generations long, probably because the guy who abused them was
0: abused too. And uh. I mean, it's bad. All right. Cool. But it's interesting. Sorry. No, 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 because that's, that's the thing with pedophiles is the, that, um, oftentimes that's where it's coming from is it yeah. happened to them. Um, but it's just, it puts, a very strange light on an already very upsetting case. So uh, they go home from this grocery store. The mom and daughter go home. This guy follows them home and goes and sees where they live. Um, <clears throat> he had just he was living in a halfway house or had just gotten out of a halfway house. And he was just par- paroled. And so was his friend Stephen Hayes, who is considerably older and also as a very long... Both of them have crazy long criminal records. Mm-hmm. Um, both are uh, like
1: burglars or whatever. This yeah. guy...
0: <clears throat> and when they talked about Josh Komisar um, they actually say he had a photographic memory. He was incredibly intelligent. He was an incredibly talented... Um, artist. And they start showing these illustrations that he did, and they look somewhat, they reminded me immediately of the pictures um, in Silence of the Lambs, mm-hmm. when Dr. Lecter has those hand-drawn pictures of like... Uh, Italy, you know, that like yeah, he's yeah. basically drawn his own pictures. So he, Holy from memory, shit. it's the exact it same gorgeous. thing where this guy has these illustrations that are like so insanely detailed and beautiful and wow. amazing. Um, so, and he had, you know, so he's a, he's a smart person, but a very cunning and very sociopathic. And so was the other guy, Stephen Hayes, two of his brothers in this documentary talking about him how he was a monster from their childhood. It was like burning their hands on stoves, like nightmare oh older brother shit yeah. that they had to live with. Um So, of course, in the end of this, when these two guys get caught, they tell the exact opposite stories of it was this guy's idea. Mm-hmm. And so it's very interesting because one guy looks like Something out of a movie of a bad guy and the other guy looks like, a, like a young pot dealer that would live in San Diego. But the truth of it is they think that it's the young guy that was the mastermind behind it all. The artist, all the smarter guy? Yeah. Sure. So anyway. Those two meet up at a bar, and they talk about their plan and how they're going to go rob this house. And at 3 a.m., they go up to the house. And when they walk up, they see that Dr. William Pettit is sleeping on the screened-in porch on the front. And so Josh goes and grabs a baseball bat from the front lawn that they passed on their way in, takes it, and starts beating this guy in the head. How do you go to a house at 3 in the morning? Like, you're just asking for go, you know, go in the middle of the day when no one's home. You want to find people there. No, they wanted, they wanted this, um, the Josh guy, part of his thing was they said when he would go and burgle houses, he would go in different rooms. He would, he would pick places like, it would be like a state trooper's house that he would be oh burgling, And he would, after he stole all the things he wanted to steal, he would stand and listen to people breathing. Holy shit. Uh-huh. And then also the guy that was talking about him, I think it was probably one of his old defense lawyers, said that he could remember every single pl- every single thing he stole, where it was, where the like item, if he took a wallet out of a pair of pants, it was hanging on the back of the chair. <laughs> like he had a photographic memory. Weird. Yes. So, that part of the joy of it was the fact that he knew that family was home. Yeah. At least they know that for, that was his pattern in the past. Okay. So, they beat, uh, the father in the head, tie him up, and put him down in the basement, and tie his wrists and ankles to a pole in the basement. He's got, He's his head is split down the front, and then there's like three huge gashes in the back of oh, his head. Oh, honey! So he's down in the basement. They have him shut down there. Then they they tie up the mother and both daughters in all, each of their respective rooms, tie them uh, hands and feet to the bed, put pillowcases over their head, and and shut the doors of all those rooms. Then they ransack the whole house. And by the time they're done looking through everything, they're not happy with their haul. Mm-hmm. They didn't get enough. And they find a Bank of America bank book and they see that the amount in the bank is like over 15 grand or it's a bunch. And yeah. so they're like, here's what we're going to do. You, when it's 9 a.m. and that bank opens, you're going in there, you're taking out $15,000 and you're bringing it back here to us. And then we will leave you alone. Oh. So. Um at 9 a.m., this woman goes into her bank, goes up to the teller, says, I'd like to withdraw fifteen thousand dollars, and as they're doing their business, she says that th- I'm doing this against my will. People broke into our house last night. The guy drove me here. He's in the parking lot outside right now. He has my family back at the house. So, like his partner has the family back at the house. Um she actually was quoted the teller said that she said um, they're mostly nice. I think they just need this money. And she's like, but you need to tell the police because, you know, I was, I was told to come in here and not say anything. Oh and God. so, like, hey, please handle this. And so, the teller, there's a woman in this documentary who was in the bank when all this happened. And she said she saw the bank manager run from the teller's little depot into her office and shut the door and start making the phone call. So, it happened, like, immediately. Mm-hmm. And then... Jennifer Pettit got her money and left the bank. So she didn't wait around or anything because yeah. I surely she was probably on like a time limit or, oh, limit or something. Shit. So Stephen Hayes is in the car waiting for her outside. The other they, guy's back at home. The other guy's back at home. So they, they find a video footage, gas station video surveillance, that Hayes had bought $10 worth of gas from two gas cans that he'd gotten from the pet at home before they went to the bank. Mm. So they know it's premeditated murder. Oh. So, when they get back... Does she back, know... The, oh, my God. Does she know they have gas? Extra gas? I don't know. Okay. No, because she's tied up in the room. So, I think oh, they're okay. doing they all that business gotta, gotta, gotta. themselves. So, when... So, this is where the story split, because Josh has one story, and Stephen has the other. But Stephen's story is, he gets back from, from the bank with Mrs. Pettit, and he thinks they're going to take this money. He's picking him up, and they're leaving. When he walks in, Josh says, I... I have left DNA in one of the children. We have to burn this house down. We have to kill them and burn this house down. Holy shit. And that's when Stephen's like, I was not in this. That in, according to him, he, he was like, this is crazy. Then he looks outside and sees that from the moment that bank teller yeah. got on the phone with 911, like it was l- minutes later. They say like three to five minutes later. Cops were outside of this house. So they look outside. Steven sees that there's cops outside, which, you know, she had promised him he would not call the cops and he goes crazy, starts strangling her, the mom. Oh no, I don't like that. It's bad. He strangles her, rapes her after he strangles her. (laughs) Oh my my fucking God. Okay, it's like a
2: week away. It's like a week away from Fourth of July. Fourth of July passed a week ago. My fucking neighbors are still. This has been happening all week. They've been letting off fucking fireworks. But that was the worst time that could have happened. It was so loud, and I saw the I
0: saw the. Spark. I did too, and there was I, like a big flash. Wow, my heart. Do you want to shut that? Since now there's. Um. Wow. Fuck's sake. We're trying. To lives, <laughs> We're trying asshole. to talk about murder. Um, what the? Oh fuck? my god, that's hilarious. So okay, I can't wait to hear that. Yeah. Um. <laughs>
2: That's I think like so many people have their headphones in right now and got so freaked out when that happened. I and wonder, are so yeah, because it
0: was that was crazy loud, and we both freak, we all freaked out. You know what? That was like our podcast version of you know in a movie when suddenly a car gets side, like, yeah, fucking t-bone, or they and close the um, the the medicine cabinet, and there's someone standing. Yes, yeah. we just <gasps> it was like we like put that into our own scary, scary podcast that was scary enough as it was. Sucked, guys. Don't be mad at us because we're as upset as you are. We are if not more. Now here come the cops. Did you hear, Did you hear that? Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, okay. So Stephen Hayes has just strangled and raped the mother. Um. So it turns out while they were at the bank, uh, he, Josh, had gone upstairs, and raped the eleven-year-old. The one who he thought looked like his ex-girlfriend. Uh, yes. You but she was eleven. There was a seventeen year old daughter. Yeah. That no nobody went into her room ever after. So it's super crazy. And when you hear his confession on tape, it's super disgusting because he act, he is using so many euphemisms and kind of trying to talk like they chatted and they were yeah. talking about school and I brought her a glass of water. Like it's all very sweet, borderline yeah. romantic yeah. in his mind. It's super gross. Um so, then they pour gas over both girls. No, no, Still no. alive. No, 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 no. And then throughout the entire house, light the house on fire. And then run out the front door, get into the Pettit's car, drive one block away, get pulled over and arrested. So, the entire time... now. In the in the aftermath, when they made announcements, the mayor or the city, you know, councilman or whoever, were like, "And we'd like to thank the police and the fire did a great job and all this stuff." Well, it turned out. From when they finally... Because they had, like, kind of redacted all of this information. They weren't... There was a gag order on the whole story. They Like, the press couldn't report on it, on any details. They didn't know any details about it. And then they finally get, like, the phone reports Mm -hmm. and the 911 calls and everything. And they had a perimeter. They were setting up a perimeter five minutes after the 911 call came in from the bank. And... They were all just sitting outside in that perimeter. They had no one had called on the phone. No one had knocked on the door. No one had even approached the house in any way. They heard. Mrs. Pettit screaming <gasps> and nobody went up. They, um, The house caught on fire and they still didn't do anything. Oh. So basically, in the amount of time between when they went to the bank and came back is when all of the major crimes happened and the police were just sitting outside not taking action. Which... You know, it's, this is a town that was like 25,000 people. Jeez, so again, tiny. and there were some people that argued the, that this is a <laughs> small town, but this is a small town in terms of police handling major crimes. Right. So they had basically no idea what to do and just set up a perimeter and waited and didn't do anything. So that like those, those, oh. God damn it. I that was, them? that sounded like an actual firework.
2: Yeah, no, you could. I just saw like Disneyland thing out, <laughs> out there. Yeah, except this is fucking Los Feliz. Yeah, not fucking Disneyland. Yeah, uh-huh. and fireworks are illegal in LA also, County. And in addition, and it's been happening pretty much every night since Fourth of July.
0: I mean, it's isn't it like July tenth now. It's like July tenth right now. It's six days later, <sighs> guys. Anyway, uh, to wrap it up. When Dr. Pettit escaped the basement, he, it was basically right around the same time as the house was lit on fire. He was like, smelled the smoke and whatever. And so he, with his, (laughs) I'm, I'm looking at fireworks over your shoulder. I'm moving. I'm fucking moving. Um... So Dr. Pettit runs up the back stairs, his feet are still bound, he's like hopping with a bloody face across to his neighbors, and there's like a little forest in between his house and the neighbor's house, and he sees the cops hiding behind trees, and is screaming help my family, save my family, as he's running over to the neighbor's house. And they're just keeping their positions. Oh my god. So all of that part, they like effectively swept that part under the rug and the family kept asking questions. And like, it was like, if there's a gag order, we can't tell you anything. And it wasn't until the case happened that they found out all this horrible shit of all the really hideous details of what happened. And then they also, um, Joshua's diary was, uh, um, put into evidence. And, um, basically after they got arrested, they both turned on each other, said it was the other person's idea. Um, and it's really hard to, to pull apart because even in this documentary, like you can see how Josh could be the mastermind, mm-hmm. but you could also see how Stephen Hayes could, ju- I mean, this idea, like when his, lawyer was trying to tell that story of like, oh, we saw the cops and that he felt very betrayed. And that's why he strangled yeah. and raped Mrs. Pettit. It's like, uh, yeah, I, no, I don't think so. No, people don't strangle and rape people when they feel betrayed yeah. as a whole. I mean, they say it's like an explosive anger reaction or whatever, but it's like, I don't know. I, I feel like they probably were planning on doing that anyway. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they're convicted of the murders and they're sentenced to death, uh, in 2010. um, uh, well, that was Stephen, Stephen Hayes was convicted in twenty twenty ten. 2010. Um, Joshua Komisariewski, uh, was convicted in 2011 and sentenced to death in 2012. And in August, 2015, the state of Connecticut abolished the death penalty. Mm-hmm. So now Hayes and, uh, are, had both of their death sentences commuted and now they're serving life sentences. What do you think? Who do you think was the mastermind? Um, you know, it seems to me that it's the younger guy. It seems to me that it's the, the Joshua Kamasarowski guy. Because he's the one who raped the 11 year old. Yep. Yeah. He's the one that had this kind of plan. Yeah. And I think he's the one that like the other guy was a burglar and kind of on yeah. drugs and stuff. I think that guy was a career criminal in that, in that way. But I think Joshua, had some se- really, really deep, serious emotional problems. Well,
2: when you think of like, hey, when you think of someone saying, Hey, I found this house that's perfect for us to break into. Like, one of them knows who's in that house and what's going on. Yes. The other one might not. And so it seems that he had an ulterior motive.
0: For sure. And the other guy didn't at first. Right. He just wanted to make some easy money or right. like just thought it was like they're, they're out of jail. They're out of a halfway house. They need jobs. You yeah. can't get a job as an ex-con very easily. Yeah. You know, they're just trying to get back to it. And also that guy, Joshua, was kicked out of the army, which is always a bad mm-hmm. sign. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't, they didn't go into any of the details mm-hmm. of that though. Anyway, the Cheshire murders, uh, it's an old HBO documentary. So I found it on HBO now or go or mm-hmm. something on my Apple TV. Um, but it's really interesting and really it just fucked with everyone. It's the considered the worst crime in Connecticut history. Those um, poor little girls. And it fucked with everybody because it was home invasion. So it was just like your utopian life can be invaded yeah. by two criminals who are you know,
2: it's almost like there's on one hand, you have like a burglary you have. You're not home. Someone comes in and steals your shit. But someone who's bold enough to do a home invasion robbery, that scares the shit out of me. The person who would be willing to do that. Yes. Is has no. Has no.
0: What? Well, part of the enjoyment, at least they know for a yeah. fact that Joshua had was the fear that he liked the fear he put into people. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and that he actually wrote a bunch of stuff about it in his diary that was on this thing that was just basically like, that's, he feels that scared and, uh, and freaked out and wants to scream inside all the time. Oh, and so shit. it makes him feel better to, to see people torture like that.
2: Which yeah. Is, when you're the one whose people are f- fear, then you're not yeah holy
0: shit it's deep it's dark and yeah i'm staying home from now on for the rest of my life but then what if there's a home invasion robbery well and also that's where all the fireworks are
2: so (laughs) home is where the fireworks are you know oh man yeah elvis
0: is hiding under the bed right now so we can't end the show until he comes out um my friend sean who asked me if i was going to do this uh the one that's from cheshire connecticut Mm. So, when he watched this documentary, he kept talking about how freaked out he was because it was his... He goes, that's my bank. I've been to that bank so many times. Oh, my God. Like, this was his hometown murder, and he was just like... He said, watching this documentary, it was Holy just like, shit. that's his town.
2: Ooh, that's scary. Yeah.
0: Um Should we do a hometown murder real yeah.
2: quick? Okay. Before we end, let me... Let's see. Let me find one. Tell me about... Tell me about your week. Mm. No. Oh, we're gonna be at Comic Con, except you're not. Right. I'm gonna be at Comic Con. Hmm. Um. Feral Audio is having a Comic Con panel, so everyone should come to that on Thursday. Okay.
0: What's the date? Thursday? What? I don't know. <laughs>
2: It'll be on our Instagram. Everyone account. should come to that. Okay. Bye. I think it's the. 17th? Uh, no, it's, uh, sorry, I'm jumping in. Uh, it's no, the 21st. There you go. 21st. We're on it. And it's Dan Harmon's panel. Okay. So this guy, Jason sent us a hometown murder. Um, I'm from a small town in Alabama, about 15 miles north of Birmingham called Gardendale. Sleepy suburb, not much going on. In 1994, I was a sen- in senior year of high school, uh, I went to a local punk rock show put on by a DIY venue roughly 10 miles from town, tiny community center that would put on local shows on Saturday and then would have a local church meeting on Sunday. Mm. Typical crowd of underage kids just trying to find something to do. Um, there was a few local bands and a touring act, blah, blah, blah. Punk in the 1994, around 60 teens, small space. I remember during the show hearing murmurs about a kid walking around the show about him being crazy and it wasn't until i saw it that i got freaked out two years previous a kid moved into town from a neighboring area i met him because we rode the same bus um we hit it off as bus friends um da, 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 da. in 94 kenny and three of his friends were out drinking and driving around looking for something to do they were driving up the interstate when they happened upon a hitchhiker vicky lynn um DeBlo, i think is de blue they thought it would be fun to pick her up and see what they could get into. Oh, dear. I don't want to read this. They had her fingers towards the end of what happened to her. They cut off her fingers. and You're, you're not going to do the middle part? Nope. And the finger is what the boy was showing off at that DIY show. <gasps> they said they murdered this girl. They took her teeth and DNA. So I mean, teeth. Fucking fuck. Come on. <laughs> they took her teeth and her fingers so she couldn't be identified. And this kid is showing it off at the show. At first, I thought it wasn't real, and then someone else told me it was probably dug up from a recent burial, which still freaked me out. It wasn't until a few days later did I find out that it actually was real. Seems he had been showing off the finger around town and bragging about it. Needless to say, the police quickly found out. All the boys were charged and convicted of murder. They all got the death penalty, but a few years later, three of the boys, who were 17 at the time, had their death sentences commuted to life. The fourth boy, who had just turned 18... No such luck for him, as far as I know. They're all still locked up. Fuck. For fuck's sake. Was the middle part that they all raped her? I think they just, like, killed her in a really brutal, oh. fucked-up way that I don't want to share. Jesus. <laughs> well, can you imagine, like, what? <laughs> so then why am I asking for hometown murders and reading them? Is that what you're no, 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 no,
0: no, no, I, no. I respect your, uh if you need to make the call on the editing, that it's too much. It just feels, I don't, I'm not, this isn't this guy's fault, this is, the story,
2: I'm just saying, like, me reading it feels a little, like, egregious. It feels mm-hmm. a little, like, indulgent. And, like, this poor girl who went through enough doesn't need to be indulged. Like, you can find it online and doesn't need to be indulged in me, like, reading the gruesome details of her s- poor murder. Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Sure. It's whatever you feel like doing. I know. You know why? Why? This is our This Isn't that right, girl? This is our fucking firecracker world. Elvis! <clears> Hello. <throat> oh, wow. Alice doesn't want a
2: cookie. Cookie. I bet he does. We are. All right. You guys hey. go to um, Instagram, my favorite murder. Twitter is my fave murder. We have our Facebook group, of course. Um, um, thanks we're going to be at
0: the uh, LA Fest yes. in September. So come to that. There's tons of really good people that are going to be there. It's It's going to be really fun. Um, Thank you guys
2: for listening. We really love this podcast, and we appreciate that you guys listen. It's super awesome times. And you know what? Stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Elvis? Want a cookie?
1: (coughs) Want (coughs) a cookie? Want a cookie? All right.
2: Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.